another beautiful day that he has made, absolutely gorgeous outside. We thank God for each of you who are going to be sharing with us on this day. Uh, we're going to be praying here in just a few minutes, but uh, we're just praying that we're almost toward the end of this thing, and we'll just keep praying. By the way, a call to worship. A call to worship will be taken from Psalm 116, Psalm uh, 116. I'll read the first five stanzas of Psalm 116. In that place you'll find these words, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. The pains of death surrounded me, and the pains of Sheol laid hold of me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I implore you, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yes, our God is merciful. Lord, and blessing to the reading of his word as found in the first five stanzas of Psalm 116. Let us pray. Father God, we come at this hour first off just to say thank you. Thank you for allowing us to come together again as a church family. Heavenly Father, even though we are distanced from each other, uh, we understand that you are able to pull us together heart to heart and breast to bed breast and bind us together. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this another opportunity to uh, enter into the homes of many people and allow us to worship together. Right now, Heavenly Father, we, we, we're just here to glorify your name. Because in spite of everything going on, we can testify to the fact that you've been mighty, mighty good to us. So Heavenly Father, we ask as we uh, begin this service of prayer and praise, we ask that you will touch us, use us, Open the hearts of those who are under the sound of this weak voice. And Heavenly Father, may something be said that if someone has, does not know your Son, Jesus, in the pardon of their sins, touch them that they may come crying, what must I do? They say, thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity. We pray this prayer in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen.
And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after the Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So, when he, so he went out and followed him. And he did not know what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord had sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where they were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. <laughs> but they said to her, You are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting, that it was so, so they said it is his angel. Lord, that blessing to the reading of his word that is found in Acts chapter 12, verse 15, verses. Once again, we'd like to, on behalf of our pastor, welcome each and every one of you who are sharing with us by, by the way of media. We thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday morning. We recognize so many of uh, on the media now. You can be anywhere else, but we thank you that you decided to join us here at Cedar Top. Uh, thank God that uh, things are loosening up. Uh, people are asking, uh, when we're coming back to church, I can tell you this. I, I don't know that, but I can tell you having uh, known our pastor, He's going to do it safely. Make sure we are safe. He's going to do it intentionally. And he's going to do it in the way that the Lord leads him. So uh, just hang in there. We are so blessed to have so many ways that we can stay connected to each other. We, we have this meeting right here. We have YouTube. Uh, you can 
talk, talk to us about conference call on Tuesday and Thursday mornings uh, through prayer. You can talk to the pastor about conference call on Wednesday afternoon uh, during his wellness check. On Wednesday night, we do Bible study. And now we have, uh, by Zoom, we have a our small study group on Thursday at noon. We've got so many ways to stay connected, so just be patient. Thank God for each of you. Thank God for uh, your offerings. Uh, wow, you all are, are doing great. Uh, we do want you to know that um, there are several ways you can give. You can continue to uh, mail to the church. Uh, you can do it through PayPal. And you can also do it through an app called Tidely. And um, they're all... On our page, you're more than welcome to go there uh, if you feel the urge and the need and the desire to give. Thank you all so uh, very much. Thank you all so very much on behalf of Seed of Time. Now I need to uh, address the big elephant that's in the room because I've received at least four texts asking me uh, is Pastor Thane okay? Uh, let me tell you something. There's a pandemic going around, and no matter how much uh, we try to avoid it, sooner or later we will come in contact with that pandemic. Uh, and and uh, I tell you today, Pastor Fane is being hit with the pandemic of old age. His birthday is tomorrow, and we want to say happy birthday to our pastor. Isn't he cute? He's going to kill me. <laughs> but uh, we, we know in all honesty, we want to, and I thank him for this opportunity to be able to stand here today. Uh, you all may not see me anymore after, after today uh, because he told me not to tell. Now listen, please don't go blowing his phone up. Don't tied up with text messages all day. Uh, don't call him all day long. Let him kick his feet up. He, he, he's probably in his pajamas right now with his feet kicked up watching us just like many of us have done. If you want to say happy birthday to him, write it on our Cedar Top page. I'd love to see at least a hundred happy birthdays on, on this page uh, tomorrow. But uh, let him enjoy his day. Uh, dinner will be served past at about 2 o'clock. And uh, what's, that, what's that service called? That uh, Grubhub or something like that? Grubhub will be on its way now. Thank you all so much. We're going to have another uh, selection. Oh, no. It's time for prayer. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, we're going to have our family prayer. Please, uh, uh, received news yesterday, keep the Johnson family within your prayer, Shabanda and Herman, Deacon uh, 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 Johnson at Marble Creek, uh, Herman's brother, passed away yesterday, I believe. So uh, in your prayers, uh, please remember our member Shabanda and brother Herman, if you will be so kind. Thank you. Let us bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, we, we come at this hour uh, 
just, just to say thank you. Thank you for this another opportunity. We, we, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for this church. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that uh, you've protected us. You've kept us together. Uh, you, you brought us through uh, as only you can do. Oh, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for just being the mighty God that you are. In spite of all the confusion, all the concern out there, you are still able to say, peace be still within our hearts and within our minds. So, Heavenly Father, we, we just come thanking you. Uh, thanking you for watching over this church. Thank you for blessing us with a, with a good pastor and a family by his side. Thanking you for our deacons and all those who serve within this church. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that, that you've allowed us to continue serving and ministering to others during this pandemic. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for just being who we are. Thank you most of all for your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins rose on that third day with all power in heaven and earth in his hands. And now, Heavenly Father, we come asking, first off, that you will forgive us of our many sins and shortcomings. Uh, continue, Heavenly Father, to, to touch us. Continue to lift us up. Continue to lead us and guide us in the way that will be pleasing in your sight. We pray for those, Heavenly Father, of our members who have health concerns. We pray for those who lost loved ones throughout, uh, throughout this time. We pray, Heavenly Father, for this world that we live in right now. Uh, as people are rushing to get back to normal life, we pray, Heavenly Father, that they'll do it in a safe manner. Do it in a way that we don't have this terrible thing fall upon us again. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for uh, this opportunity to stand and proclaim your word on this day. I just pray, Heavenly Father, that you will use this servant to convey a message to somebody. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for all you're doing, all you have done, and all the things that you are sending our way right now. This is our prayer in the name of your darling Son, Jesus the Christ. We do pray. Amen. Amen.
once again uh, thank God for my pastor. Thank him for his confidence in me. Um, on behalf of Cedar Top, we want him to know that we love him and we love uh, uh, his whole family. Thank you all. Thank you so much, Pastor, for the opportunity to stay. I, I, I must honestly, before we get started, apologize to a few of my preaching friends. I, I need to apologize to Reverend Alfred and uh, I need to apologize to Reverend Amos Mason and Reverend Danny Murphy. I, I need to apologize to you all because now I know how you all felt when I call you with a one-day notice and say, hey, I need you to preach. Now, uh, during this downtime, we, uh, we all should have been busy getting sermons together. But uh, the other day, Pastor said, I'm thinking of uh, using the month of May to talk about prayer. So uh, I had this scramble, pray, uh, search my mind, and hopefully we can kick this month of May off uh, by talking about prayer. The scripture was already read today, and I just wanted to lift two uh, verses from that scripture. Two verses of, of that passage of scripture, I wanted to read verse 5 and verse 12 of the passage of scripture in Acts chapter 12 uh, that we read earlier in our service. Uh, verse 5 says, Peter was therefore kept in prison. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And then verse 12 says, So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. Gathered together praying. The story was told several years ago about a great architect who was in London and he wanted to visit Westminster Abbey. Now, if you know Westminster Abbey in London, it's one of the largest churches in all of England. Uh, many kings uh, and queens had their coronations at Westminster Abbey. Many of the royal weddings have taken place at Westminster Abbey. Princess Diana's funeral was held at Westminster Abbey. But as the architect marveled at all the beauty uh, of the architecture of Westminster Abbey, uh, one of the bishops were, was showing him around. And he exclaimed to the bishop, he said, wow, it must take a lot of power to keep this church running. And he said, would you be so kind as to show me your power room? Uh, the bishop smiled and they walked downstairs to a lower level. Expecting to see a great big generator, the bishop opened the door. 
And inside that room, there were about 60 women bowed in prayer, praying for the church. Bishop looked at the architect and said, that, my friend, is the power that has kept this church alive for so many centuries. Today, if I had to have a topic, I, I would like to use the power of a praying church. The power of a praying church. As brothers and sisters, as we move toward the time of reopening things, I know we've been praying since this pandemic started, but now, more than ever, we need to be praying. Praying that we don't go back to the same old ways, uh, because they'll, they'll end up with the same old results. And it is imperative that we, as a church, see the time, that we, as a church, continue to pray together. To pray together. We, we, we need to pray because I, I, I've got a feeling that God's going to do something great with this little bitty old church by the side of the road. I, I, I just have a feeling that God is going to move in a mighty way. And we need to be a praying church. Don't you know that God loves when his people pray? Now, he loves when we pray individually. But when we pray as a group, God loves it. I, I, I believe it's in Revelation chapter 5, uh, where Jesus, the Lamb, had taken the scroll from the hand uh, of his father. The Bible says that the 24 elders who were beneath the throne all fell down. In one hand, they had a heart. And in the other hand, each of them had a golden bowl, an uh, incense bowl. And, and, and inside that incense bowl, it said that these were the prayers of the saints. God loves it. God loves it when we pray. And now, brothers and sisters, more than ever, we need to be praying together. We need to be praying uh, and anticipating what God's going to do. Just like Westminster added, the power that has kept that church open for centuries should be the same power that we use today to keep this church moving on. So I asked you, uh, what are some of the characteristics? What are some of the distinguishing features of a church that is a praying church? I, I believe this scripture today shows some things and, and presents us with some details of what a praying church might look like. Join with me as we, as we take a look and we take a journey with the Apostle Peter uh, 
and, and some of the trials and the tribulations and how prayer can change things. First, I want you to see uh, a distinguishing feature of a praying church is a church who takes all opportunities to pray. It is a church that avails itself of the opportunity to pray. Now, I, I, I must admit that when Peter was arrested, the church was not praying out of opportunity. They were praying out of necessity. They needed to pray. But, but I'm just here to tell you, and, 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 and I'm here to believe that they were praying out of necessity because they already had availed themselves of many opportunities to pray. Uh, every opportunity we have to come together to pray, we ought to be praying as a church. And, and, and the thing that I found is if you provide the opportunity to pray, God is going to also provide the opportunities to serve. I remember a few years ago, uh, the past uh, administration of the state of Kentucky uh, had thought about uh, taking some things away from our school teachers. And then there were several threats issued to schools uh, in the area. Pastor Moses Radford decided that it might be a good idea if some of the pastors and preachers got together and went to the schools to pray. I, I, I didn't know what to expect. I had West Jesperman High School and I had Brookside Elementary. But one thing I learned is don't ever tell a child they don't have an opportunity to pray because they'll prove you wrong every time. I, I went to uh, West Jesperman uh, Middle School and, and lo and behold, standing outside the door waiting was the principal. On the first day that I went there, lo and behold, standing outside the door of the school was the superintendent of the Jefferson County Public Schools. And as soon as the students got off the bus, they came running. And, and, and West Jefferson was, uh, was such uh, a good experience because even the superintendent wanted to be there. But the biggest surprise came when I went to Brookside Elementary. Not only did the teachers come to pray, but my heart was blown away. My heart was blown away by so many children saying, wait for me, don't start praying without me. And, and, and on our last day, we had so many children there that they could not feel uh, in the vestibule there where we were meeting. Our children sold opportunities to pray. They knew that even though things weren't exactly right, they took advantage of that opportunity. And, and, and once again, I, I'm here to tell 
of the opportunity to pray. God will provide the opportunity to serve. Check those men and women in that upper room uh, in the early beginnings of the church. Maybe 100 to 150 of them in that upper room. But the Bible said that they were all on one accord. And when we're all on one accord, praying for the same thing, lo and behold, here comes that mighty rushing wind. And God gave them an opportunity to save 3,000 people. Just two chapters ago, Peter took the opportunity to pray on the rooftop in Joppa. At the same time, in Caesarea, a Roman centurion by the name of Cornelius was praying to the Lord, a Gentile. And God told Peter, you two guys need to look up. Peter went to his house. And when they prayed together, it said the Holy Spirit fell on the whole house. No matter what you're going through, no matter where you are, Take advantage of the opportunity to pray. We have prayer meeting every third, every Tuesday and Thursday morning. Join us in prayer, corporate prayer. We should always pray individually, but God loves it when we take the opportunity to pray corporately and collectively and together. Avail yourself of the opportunity to pray. Another distinction, another uh, distinct characteristic of a praying church is that they're going to pray regardless of the obstacles. Regardless of the obstacles. Oh, I tell you, if, 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 if anyone had to face an obstacle, it was the church uh, in Peter's day. They had already killed James, one of the first disciples, one of the first apostles, they'd already killed him by the sword. And now they had arrested Peter. If ever a church needed to pray, if ever a church should be praying, it was then. But they also understood that there were obstacles. Uh, any one of them at any time could have been arrested thrown in jail right back here with the 16 soldiers there, four squads of soldiers. They could have been sent right there with any time any one of them could have died at the hands of one of their fellow Jewish people. They knew the obstacles, but they prayed anyway. And not only did they pray, uh, uh, verse 5 said that they were in constant prayer. They prayed and they kept on praying. I'm telling you today, there's never been an obstacle in our lifetime like this COVID-19. It's an obstacle because we can't get together. But just because we can't get together, in the same room, it does not mean that we can't be praying together. 
Peter and John, uh, uh, Peter and John had times that they would pray every day. They were on their way to the temple to pray one morning when they ran into a crippled man begging for arms on their way to pray. God presented them with that opportunity to help this man. Silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have, I'm going to give it to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Don't let your obstacles keep you from falling to your knees. I, I know it's tough. It, it's tough out there. Folks worrying about the jobs. Folks worrying about where their next meals will come from. Folks worrying about whether they're going to be able to pay their bills or not. Don't let that keep you. Don't let it keep you from serving the Lord. Take advantage of the opportunities. Pray in spite of your obstacles. And finally, a powerful praying church prays to the Lord expecting an outcome. When we pray, we should expect God to answer. Oh, if God loves to hear our prayers, uh, he takes delight in answering our prayers. Just like the call to worship, he said, I, I love to call on the name of the Lord because he heard my cries and my supplications. We should pray expecting an outcome. Don't know how it's going to turn out, but when God's in the picture, however he turns it out, it's going to be all right. The old folk used to say, say it like this. While we're trying to figure it out, God has already worked it out. And I'm glad that, 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 that some of those who were praying for Peter, I'm glad that the outcome didn't happen the way they did. They wanted it. They didn't want to believe Sister Rhoda when she said, Peter's at the door now. We just got to be praying. That's got to be his angel. Maybe, maybe the Lord let him come by and say goodbye. But oh, the Lord, when he takes care of things, you can be sitting there shackled between two guards. You can be sitting there with 16 guards inside the prison watching you. He'll take you fast past the first watch. He'll take those chains and Make them fall from your hands. He'll tell you to gird up yourself, put your sandals on, put on your coat, and follow me. God will take you through the storms of the first guard watch. He'll take you through the troubles of the second guard post. He'll leave open the gates of the jail to set you free one more time. Peter couldn't believe it himself. And let me tell you something. Uh, uh, if the church was praying, you know Peter had to be praying too. Peter didn't understand it, but he said, God has already worked this out. Now I need to go 
knock on the door, tell them to let me in. And let me tell you something. God will not only take care of you, he'll take care of your problem too. If you read just a couple of verses down, God also took care of Mary. God took care of Peter, but he took care of the problem too. Eaten up by worms because he thought he was better than God. Listen, when we pray, we should expect God to answer. It may take when he wants to move, but I can tell you beyond a shadow of doubt, God is going to move. I, I'm here to tell you that while this has been going on, if this is a praying church, somebody has been touched by what we've been doing here. So many people come up and tell, not only the pastor, they come up and tell us that they enjoy watching this service. My mother watches this service. She likes you, Pastor Pat. My mother watches. We don't know how many lives we are touching, but one thing I can tell you beyond the shadow of doubt, if we keep on praying as a church, God's going to make the outcome all right. Keep that in mind as we go about our day, as we, as we go about our, the business of our life. Always take time to pray. You never know who needs to hear a good word from the Lord. We, we, we need to be a praying church. Church who avails itself of the opportunity to pray. A church is going to pray in spite of any obstacle that comes our way. And a church who's going to pray and expect an outcome from the Lord. I'm going to keep you honest. I, 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 I'm good. I, 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 I told Pastor I'm going to be quick. So you can enjoy your day, and you all can enjoy your day. But there is one thing that is so important, and that is that we need to continue to pray that souls are being saved. Yes, we minister to other uh, Christian believers and brothers and sisters, but there are some people who are probably watching who have not accepted the Lord as their personal Savior. We pray for those people right now. You, you, uh, you've heard Pastor say it before. Right where you are, you can accept Jesus as your personal Savior. He, he, he died for your sins. He was buried in that horrible tomb. And he rose on that third day so that we all may have an opportunity and a right to his true life. Contact us. We'll have somebody who will be happy to talk to you. There are ways you can reach us. Reach us, send us an inbox on this page. But the most important thing is that you accept it. As your person God bless you. God keep you. Thank you for putting up with this old preacher for just a few minutes. God love you.
that this becomes a powerful praying church. A church who's going to take every opportunity to pray. A church that's going to pray in spite of all of these obstacles. And a church that is going to expect outcome when they talk to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for every one under the sound of his voice. And once again, Heavenly Father, we pray that if there's someone who hasn't accepted your son Jesus as their Savior, touch their hearts, Heavenly Father, through the power of your Holy Spirit, so that they may come to Christ. 